What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 116. Here with my guy, Bradson. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good I can't see straight. Uh, but I also can't see straight because club football is back. We've got Denmark back. We've got uh, all sorts of teams. The Bundesliga, two back. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are here to talk about Mbappe. We're here to talk about Real Madrid, PSG, Manchester United, the Saudi League. I mean, you name it, we got a lot to do. So um, do we have enough time? Are we going to take three hours this week, Alex? No, you feeling good? it's going to be really good. The people at home are really going to enjoy this because I can tell you right now, I am about to go bold with a lot of statements. I can tell you a lot of things that are going to happen. I see it in my eyes. Trust me on this. But like before I get to these bold statements with Bretton, comment and share with people because this is about to go bold as i said and the first yep. topic it's the team mm. real madrid has won 14 champions league and they want the 15th and it's clear to yeah. as it's clear as day now breton mbappe yes. rejected 700 million in one year from ali lal why because mm. he's in the seek of greatness the inevitable move to real madrid is happening tic tac vini rodrigo mbappe that is it. Yep. Ballon d'Or contender, no, favorite, if he goes yeah. to the champ, uh, to, uh, to Real Madrid. Hey, I wanted yep. to start with this because it's fucked, isn't it, Breton? <laughs> it, 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 it is. Uh, and it's, I think, no less than what I expected. Um, <laughs> I just didn't see Mbappe saying yes to the check uh, just yet. And and listen, hey, the AFC Champions League is, is an interesting tournament. It's so incredibly expansive. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, come on, Japanese teams play Saudi teams, Saudi teams play, it's it's amazing in and of its right, but obviously it doesn't have the history and the prestige that the UEFA Champions League at this moment does, and that is mm -hmm. solely on Mbappe's mind, because let's be honest, you mm -hmm. had Mbappe, you had Neymar, and you had Lionel Messi, uh, three of the most transcendent players to play this game in a very long time, um, and you could not get it done with them. So where does Mbappe need to go? To Real Madrid. Not to. <laughs> he needs to go to Real Let Madrid. me ask you this, Bretton. Does this Real yes. Madrid team adding Mbappe, number nine, win the Champions League? Mm. Or is the favorite in your eyes? Mm. Oh, is the favorite in my eyes somebody other than them? It's Man City, Ooh. man. <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah, I mean, of course it's Manchester City. You add Mbappe, though, and right away, I believe Real Madrid might step over them. Um, mm -hmm. might step over them. This is different in my eyes than the uh, the comparison you made me make last week when you said if Mbappe winds up at Arsenal, right? Real Madrid, <laughs> their midfield is what sets this apart. You add Mbappe and you have Vinicius and you've got Rodrigo and you have this midfield behind them that will be good and central um, to their success for years to come. Uh, and the way that this nice little tactical ship, shift is working out with Jude Bellingham at the 10, mm -hmm. I mean, you've got me at least insanely intrigued. And I think with the addition of Mbappe, Real Madrid would certainly jump above Pep Guardiola's Manchester City Ooh. as favorite to win the Champions Man League Man City with Haaland, Real Madrid with Mbappe, and Vinicius yeah. Jr. That's what the world wants yeah. to see. Bold competitions. And I agree with uh, you. Mbappe at Real Madrid is the favorite to win the Ballon d'Or. Real Madrid are the favorite to win the Champions League. And the uh, Premier League 
isn't happy about that. That's why Arsenal wanted him up in. That's why Man City yeah. tried. Chelsea even tried, but no can do. The greatness yeah. of Real Madrid cannot be matched. The idol of Mbappe is Cristiano Ronaldo. Where did he win the three Champions League? It was at Real Madrid. Only Mbappe, yeah. only Real Madrid will make Mbappe be happy. On honestly, yeah. in my point of view. Yeah. So this is what we yeah. gotta see. And honest and I'm curious too to see Ancelotti. I believe Ancelotti will be coaching the Brazil national team. Yeah. And if Zidane, if Zidane comes back to manage Real Madrid with Mbappe there, Vinicius there. Bold scenario, but you 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 stepped on a topic that I want to talk. Yep. And if you're liking the Real Madrid video, like like this video, people, and comment your opinions. Uh, Jude Bellingham, number ten. Jude Bellingham in the number ten role. Honestly, yeah. in the next three years, he could become the best yeah. midfielder in the world. And it's no debate. People, everybody should understand this. If you're learning from Modric, Kroos, if you have many next to you, Kamavinga, that they're playing in the same national team. And Mbappe is in front of you in the future with Vinicius. Honestly, Bellingham, go bold. Honestly, yeah. because Bellingham yeah. just has the potential. And I'm going to say Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, I'm so happy about the decision of you going to Real Madrid because it's the right decision a kid from Birmingham then going to Dortmund then going to Real Madrid now the next 10 years the English market mm -hmm. is all gonna be looking at you and hoping that you are the Ballon d'Or winner that they want since Michael Lowen and honestly yeah. I believe he's the favorite to do so at Real Madrid yep. because he's a Champions yep. League winner always contender wanted to say and a, and, and a move to and a move to the 10 is absolutely critical to Fox. Jude Bellingham ever being into the conversation of a Ballon d'Or, in mm -hmm. my opinion. So um, that that Jude Bellingham, uh, you, you hit it on the head in terms of the English market. I mean, Real Madrid has its history with English players. <laughs> I mean, we all know David Beckham played there, but <laughs> David Beckham did not win a Champions League there. Mm. David Beckham only, he was actually not that successful there. He won a La Liga. I think he may have won a Supercopa or something like that. But he did not win many trophies. Okay. The, the winningest, the winningest at Real Madrid was Steve McMenamin. Uh, actually, one of my favorite players growing up. <laughs> uh, I, I remember watching him in the 96 Euros, and I'm dating myself here for sure. Mm -hmm. But Steve McMenamin won two Champions Leagues in 2000 and 2002. There's only been six Englishmen, six Englishmen to play for Real Madrid. That counts Jude Bellingham at this moment in time. And I know you said he could go on to be a Balador, but there's one thing that's going to be certain. I believe Jude Bellingham will definitely be the winningest, the most successful, the best Englishman to ever put on the Real Madrid shirt. I don't think that that's that bold to say, but it, it's just starting. And here's what's the most crazy thing about the Jude Bellingham phenomenon. It is that I feel it in my bones that he's going to be successful. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Everywhere he goes right now, there's something about him what do they say in French? The je ne sais quoi. There's something about Jude Bellingham that just emanates like he is out to be successful. I believe Kylian Mbappe also has this vibe too. Jamal Musiala too. Jude, Jamal Musiala, yeah, sure. But Jude Bellingham for me, it's just like to be able to, I don't know, have your jersey retired at Birmingham City when you literally played there as a 16 and a 17-year-old to then make a big leap to one of the most rabid fan bases in the Bundesliga and become not just a great player uh, in the Bundesliga, but also a captain mm -hmm. in many respects for 
the, for Borussia Dortmund, and then to make the next step for Real Madrid and already have such a positive, mm-hmm. positive influence on how Carlo Ancelotti sees you, and exactly. already wanting to make tactical shifts to make sure that Jude Bellingham is the focal point of your midfield. Mm-hmm. This kid is special, and he's only 20 years old. It's insane. <laughs> it's the start. It's the start. Insane. And Florentino Perez, yep. even... I think he's going to sign Mbappe. <laughs> but even if they don't sign Mbappe, they this is an elite window from my point of view. Because surrounding yep. him, Mbappe, you need to have a top team. And getting Jude yep. Bellingham. Fran Garcia is a great left back. Brahim Diaz coming back just to be as an option. And then you have Arda Guler. The potential of Arda Guler. If you see those training yep. session videos, boy, oh boy, the technique on him is a Lead. And once again, if he's confident, if he's playing the right minutes, the potential of, potential of Arda Guler is to be one of the best players in his position. And Real Madrid, to yeah. get a player like him, the, the Turkish market, to hit the Turkish market too, honestly, is fantastic to see. But wanted to yeah. say too yeah. on, the, on the big congratulations, no, not congratulations, but credit to Florentino Perez. He is the yeah. one that keeps on making this happen. Real Madrid still being Galacticos. And the truth is Mbappe is coming to Real Madrid because Florentino Perez knows how to do business. He knows the time is how to do a deal. And look at the team that is at Real Madrid now with Jude Bellingham. How can you say no to Jude Bellingham, Camavinga, Vini, all players that Real Madrid developed big time? Like, I know Camavinga was at Stadtren. I know Vinicius Jr. was at Flamengo. But they had a big impact in their developments as players. And I cannot wait when Chua Mani improves too. That I think this season will be different from Ancelotti in the past seasons. So I believe Courtois will be in goal for Real Madrid. I believe they'll be having Cavaral, Eder Militão, Alaba. I I think they'll be playing like this. Don't uh, don't you think, Breton? (laughs) I think Modric will be starting. Cross too. Cross is staying. Cross is staying. Like, to have a player like him to long-term, like, a legend. Cross will retire after being at Real Madrid. And honestly, Cross, in my point of view, just like Thomas Muller, just like Busquets, kind of. But Cross more is underrated. Underrated for how much he has done. Like, he left Bayern. No more talk about Cross, honestly. Because he's just vital. (laughs) Just vital to Real Madrid. It's it's true. I mean... You know, he's he's got the 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 air the air to Cruz is is like the air to Busquets in that sense. It's it's watch what he does, right? Yeah. And not what because to be honest, that's how that's how you play football. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's no better way. I mean, the guy's a winner, and there's no better way uh, to to share the value of what Tony Cruz uh, Tony Cross brings to Two the touches. Real Madrid eleven. Um, but at the same time. They do have to step aside at some point, and there needs to be more of the uh, mm-hmm. the the Agreed. expectation put on the shoulders of the younger midfield that they have put into place because this can't be a throw them into the fire. And and Ancelotti is already preparing uh, for that. Um, so I'm I'm immensely excited to see Real Madrid. I am immensely excited to see Real Madrid versus Barcelona. <laughs> Who knows, maybe Atleti can make things up, but the El Clasico, I've said it once, I've said it probably actually 10 times now, but the El Clasico is back. The intrigue has different names, but my goodness, is it back? And we are excited, and it's something that will always be circled um, on mm-hmm. on my calendar 
uh, for this year, and and some tells me for many, many, many years <laughs> and, to come. But I, and, I, I, there's one just. I just need to go back before mm-hmm. uh, I forget this because, you know, Florentino Perez, I gave him shtick. Not that he cares what I say, but Florentino Perez, I mean, he's coming off of a very tough season for Real Madrid from a success standpoint. I mean, you lost La Liga title when you had a stronger roster per se. I get you. Um, and yeah, the Champions League, yep, but you, you wound up getting wiped mm-hmm. clean yep. by Manchester City or wiped dirty, whatever, whichever way you want to put it. But I do have to like the little nuances, little things that don't get necessarily picked up. And it might not be Florentino Perez doing all of this. It might be the advisory team around him. Listen, to, to, to pick up to pick up that Jude Bellingham has an Irish grandmother and that they don't have to waste a non-EU spot mm-hmm. on Jude Bellingham if all they do is ask him to get his Irish passport. That is just next level you know looking at the the right stuff to make sure that you always have roster flexibility Being professional. and that's something right yeah and that's something that that real madrid does that i don't think that barcelona is playing catch up on uh, 100% in my opinion Javier uh, so Laporta, little things I like, like them, that though. i like them though but i agree i know you like and florentino perez they do a lot of great work Falafata, and this season yeah. look real madrid they're going to be favorites mm-hmm. and you said it 10 points real madrid Finished behind Barcelona last season. Yes, they got battered by Man City. And now with Mbappe there, with Vinicius improved, with Joao any better, Valverde, Camavinga, so much youth that is improved. I have high expectations yeah. for, for this season. But tell us yours, people, in the comment section down below. And don't forget to like, like this video. But hui, I see PSG. PSG are looking at Dembele. PSG mm-hmm. want to activate a release clause that is in the 1st of August. <laughs> Dembele can go for 50 million. Barcelona, Laporta, come on! You see the Saudi yep. re- the Saudi, Saudi Pro League paying so much money for the stars of European teams. And you put Dembele with a 50 million release clause. And yeah. Dembele still gets 25 million of the 50 million? What? Oh, I hope he stays at Barca because this is not a good deal from Barcelona. 25 million only to get from Dembele is a bad deal. Extend this man and pay up. Ay, ay, ay. I wanted to say this. I don't know. I I think Dembele to PSG is happening. I think it's happening. I think PSG is backed into a corner right now. Um, And if you're smart, if you're smart and you're PSG, you go hard. You go hard, not just the release clause. Meet that. That's no problem. But you go hard on those personal terms. And yep. you get you get Usmani Dembele in because that kid was a lightning rod when he started with Stad Rene. Um, and it, it is no better no no better thing to do right now than to um recollect essentially the wonder kids of the French League um and become the face of the French League instead of becoming the face of the world through three big players i mean marquinhos even seems like he's on his way out because of digs that have been taken things that have been said there's so much overhaul that it makes sense to to just consolidate around what makes legal special which is the youth factory mm -hmm. um so i'm so, I'm, I'm here for it. Bring Dembele back 100%. So, people, leave the comments down below, in the comments down below the transfers that you think PSG will be doing. I want to say completely, I agree with what you said, Breton. Very good point. Yes. Big departures from PSG this season. Mbappe, Oof. I think he might be, he's going to be leaving. Messi, he yes. has left already. Verratti, I think he's going to the Saudi League. And then Marquinhos, mm-hmm. that is a club legend too. 
of PSG. And Donnarumma got robbed. And he was assaulted in that robbery. <laughs> I don't know if he's staying too. No, honestly, he really got robbed in his house. Yeah, like, I didn't, I, I didn't I, mean I, to laugh. Like, I, I, I thought I, you were I, saying he got robbed as sorry, in, you know. Sorry, sorry. I did not mean to laugh no, and, at being sorry, actually I get you, robbed. I get you. I get sorry, you. But sorry. so, like, these things, like PSG, they need players. And Luis Enrique, I understand. Luis Enrique, I think he'll be attracting big-time players because he's got, he's got a unique style of play. He's got really good knowledge of how to play players. Ugarte, I think, is going to be elite. Warren Zaydemri is going to improve with Luis Enrique. Vitinha, I think, yep. is going to improve with Luis Enrique. A lot of youth. And Javi Simmons, yep. too, long-term. To be a PSG locked in, that's a bold move to by the club in terms of youth. But still, yep. these three legends to leave. I'm going to say this. PSG fans... Still, but I'm going to give you a, a big, big hope statement. I believe Neymar next season will be in the top three of the Ballon d'Or minimal, if not winning at Breton. This what? is the first season that Neymar uh, will be without Mbappe, yeah. that he had big confrontations with, without Messi, that he, I'm, I'm sure he's disappointed <laughs> about that. But Europe is without Messi and without Christian Ronaldo. Now's the time, yeah. Neymar. A lot of rumors are coming that he wants the Ballon d'Or after seven years. But I'm feeling really? it, Breton. This is the top three mm. talk. Neymar, for the first time last season, was seen as a worse, Brazil as a worse Brazilian player than Vinicius Jr. So he's no longer the best Brazilian player that deserves the number 10. But this season... I think he's going to change things. Neymar with hey, Luis Enrique, he's going to go bold, people. Trust in what I'm okay. saying here, okay? This is going to happen. Left wing Neymar. Put him at the left wing, Luis Enrique. No, Man. just don't care if you want to go 10, this, that, and the other thing. You got a good what? midfield with. Good midfield yeah. with. What inside Emery? Ugarte, the defensive mid. You have Vitinha, Fabian Ruiz. You have options. Kangin Lee, Neymar, and Gerosime. Get Ozime with Asensio. the 200 millions from, um, of Mbappe. And yeah. Asensio there too, that adds the mentality that knows how to win a Champions League. I believe well, that they could ha that can happen. And Marquinhos out. They still have Lucas Hernandez. That I believe they, they were planning on Marquinhos leaving because of that. Yep. And they have Milan Skriniar that they have signed yep. to. And Nunminch at the yep. left and Akimi at the right. The best yes. fullback duo in the world, in my opinion, definitely under 23. PSG still yeah. have an elite midfield. So Nunmensch, Akimi, Milan Skriniar, Lucas Hernandez, and Donnarumma with defensive Medugard. This is something that but, they can do something with. Like But there needs there needs to be an acceptance though that this this is not the season you're winning the Champions League again. I like don't it's know. not even a goal. I I it's, I, it's a step in the direction yes. of a goal, but you can't come into this uh as it was. I think that's what killed PSG to begin with. Um, the fact that it was always Champions League or bust. How about it becoming, um, you know, something a little bit better uh, than that? And I don't know what that is. But, like, come on. Neymar has a lot more to do than just simply saying, I want to win the Ballon d'Or. He's okay? going to, I think he's going to um, do it. And, 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 and that's, that, that's wonderful. And I, I am 100% I am no, here. It, sorry. No, win the Ballon d'Or 100%. Okay. All right. <laughs> I didn't see that because I, I was going to say, Alex, there are rumors about me wanting to win the Ballon d'Or too. Uh, where, but, where, where? You know, tell me, tell uh, me where. I, I'm, just I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just leaked it to Fabrizio. I mean, uh, he's going to put it up on Twitter any second now. Come no, on. but they are going. They are going after the right types of players, and and Bradley Barcola is one they're probably going to try and bring in from Lyon. Mm -hmm. uh, they bringing in Manuel Ugarte. Um, originally, it was kind of against what I what I thought. Which should be the next step for Ugarts, but I'm liking it more and more. Like Ugarts, Vutinia. I mean, this is 
this is a PSG that you can, I'm, I'm reversing my thought process here. This is a PSG that could be sneakily dangerous exactly. in the Champions League if they fire forward because it's less about the the the, the egos and it's less about the the uh, identities of three players mm -hmm. and it's more about the team. Yes. And I am here for that. I am ready for that. So, I, uh, but like, what I'm makes me? I think excited. I just want to I just want to complete what you're saying. I think what changes your mind, Breton, is if it's yes. a front trio. Of Neymar, Ozime, and Kangin Lee or Asensio at PSG. If this is the front trio using the Mbappe yeah. money, I, honestly, I think they could do proper damage. The big problem of PSG is what Lionel Messi said. Like my problem, from my point of view, Messi said to Nasser Al Khalafi, is getting is a striker. Get Harry Kane. Yeah. He advised rumoredly to get Harry Kane to PSG, a proper number number, a proper striker. That's what they need. Sure. So the moment that PSG get a proper striker, that midfield looks much better. Their left winger, well, like Neymar, if that happens, looks much better. Yeah. I want to mention that because PSG fans, I see a light in the, in the end of the tunnel. But you need to sign the right players. And I think there's an acceptance now of Mbappe leaving. No more. They're not going to yeah. focus more on that. And the future of PSG with Luis Camps planning it and Luis Enrique, the, uh, Luis Enrique there, that he is a world-class coach. He is a top 10 coach yeah. in the world. Like, he didn't succeed yep. big time for Spain, but look what he did at Barcelona. <laughs> so, I wanted to give big credit. And people, tell us your thoughts about PSG in the comment section below. Do you think PSG can yeah. surprise in the Champions League? Can Neymar be a top three player? Do you like my Listen. reasoning and Bretons? Tell us. Yeah, tell us. and here's here's the segue for you, right? You mentioned Victor Osimhen. You mentioned Harry Kane. You mentioned the need for a big PSG striker. Uh, another name that was mentioned that I didn't hear you say whether or not you thought there was actually any oomph to it, but Rasmus Vinterholand, you're saying he is not a PSG man, that he is likely going to... Man United. Rasmus Vinterholand, Breton, 100% yeah. in my opinion, is going to Man United. <laughs> he wants it. He needs it. And he will get it <laughs> in my point of view, Rasmus Vinterholand. Four starts in I the like European it. qualification for Denmark. Six goals. He's the man of yeah. the moment for his country. And he can be the man of the moment in Eric Ten Hag's tactics. The clear up, I want to say. Eric, uh, look, Man United's best and priority should be Harry yeah. Kane. And I think they tried it all. But Daniel Levy just won't sell him to Man United. Yeah, I think Harry like Kane it. is the favorite is to go to Bayern. And maybe as a free agent too. It might not be even this summer. So let's wait and see. But I think... Man United have done the right thing. They saw that they couldn't get Harry Kane. They said they switch over. We need to get another guy. And Rasmus Vinterhoyland was going to PSG. I really believe yeah. that. And Man United and Eric Ten Hag stepped in, and they're going bold with that. Weghorst wouldn't yeah. work out. Wouldn't work out. We saw in those six months that Man United were desperate to get a, a striker. And it ain't Sancho. I've seen, honestly, I've seen podcasts. No, not podcasts. Lives that say, oh, Sancho should be the striker. Mate, you don't know no. ball if you want to put Sancho as striker. It's that clear. They need a striker that's desperate for one. And it's Rasmus Vinter Hoyland or Anti Martial next season. Stop with this Sancho it's striker nonsense. Wanted to educate people on that. And the last thing I want to say, and like if you're enjoying mm -hmm. the Man United statements, <laughs> is that Eric Ten Hag, you got to respect. He wins the League Cup. He goes to an FA Cup final. Eric Ten Hag goes to the top, top four to then go to the Champions League. Like, 
what does he need to do more? And the departures. The clear out on Man United. Maguire's going to leave. Yeah. Scott McTominay's going to leave. De Gea has left. Phil, Jones, ha Phil Jones has left. Uh, Elanga has left. Sabitzer, yeah. Begors loans. You're not going to get them. Alex Delge. So there's clear intent and there's a purpose in the team that he wants. Like the, on paper. He knows his squad, Eric Ten Hag. Well, so trust yeah. this man. It's now or never. And midfield options for next season, Man United... Casemiro, Bruno Fernandes, yep. captain, the right captain, okay? It can't be Maguire. Then you have to <laughs> Mason Mount, Amrabat maybe, and Eriksen. Maybe. That is levels. Yep. Amrabat would be elite if, oh. to be the first sub in Man United. Yeah. Elite well, you know, you, what, what is tough is it looked like in preseason, Eric Ten Hag it has been immensely um, intrigued by Kabi Mainu, right? And unfortunately, ah, yeah. he's going to be out for the beginning of the season. But it looked like he was going to be kept with the senior squad. And he very likely was going to play into a depth role um, there, whether it was depth to Erickson or whatever. And hopefully when he comes back, Ten Hag puts him right back in his place. Because my goodness, Kabi Mainu is possibly mm. uh, the most intriguing. I think he's, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he is even more of an intriguing prospect than Alejandro Garnacho ah, in that no, academy no, no, right no, now. No. I love Garnacho, and it's close. But Cubby Mainu is, <laughs> is, is much bigger. But listen, I'm, I'm in a complete agreement with you. You have to trust Ten Hag, mm -hmm. okay? It does seem like he's got a plan. Uh, albeit his plan right now is either to have Lissandro Martinez kill everybody in preseason, <laughs> or he's probably going to have to lower his expectations on how much money they can bring in on Harry Maguire and Scott McTominay. 45 million pounds for Scott McTominay. I'm having myself a laugh. Please, <laughs> yeah. stop it. Plus, 20 million. There does that clear out definitely needs to continue. And if you know that Holland is your guy, you need to let them know that they need to go out and get him. Because even though I don't think he's the best fit, if Eric Ten Hag thinks he's the best fit, you got to trust in the guy that he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And Holland has made some sort of a wonderful stratospheric um, you know, rise to the top here. I think it's too early. He's mm -hmm. still only 20 or 21 years old. But Atalanta's already bought. Yeah, he's already bought their replacement. Atalanta's already bought their replacement Bilal in El Dukhe, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, twenty-eight million. They're ready for Holland to go. Now it's just put up or shut up. Manchester United or PSG will sneak in with a late bid if they have uh, trouble getting Osimhen across the line. It's happening. So <laughs> time is ticking, and Manchester United. What scares me? What's even weirder? is that we put desperation in Manchester United in the same sentence, right? <laughs> Manchester United has a storied enough history that they shouldn't be desperate for a striker. Exactly. People should be desperate to come to Manchester United to play striker. It's exactly. that simple. And I think Rasmus Winterholen is desperate to have that number nine. So pay up for the man that has six goals and four starts for Denmark in their European qualification. Now's the time. Yeah. But honestly, I think he, he, he played so well in those games because he knew he was being watched. Not everyone can right. get Harry Kane. Not everyone can get Gonzalo Rems. Rasmus Vitterhoyland <laughs> knows that his big opportunity was now. So you think, yeah. you agree with me, the Man United starting midfield for next season will be Casemiro, Mount, and Brun Fernandes. And the first sub yeah. Amrabat, if it happens? Yeah, yeah. Ericsson too. Yeah, I like it. It's I'm good. Robot, though. Does this like, get a top four? Not... Does uh... Man United get a top four? Getting Amrabat, get Rasmus yeah. Winterhoyland, and maybe another yeah. center back? It does. This is a better team than last year. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and 
And look, yeah, well, but we, there's we, other we, teams we, that are better we, teams. <laughs> yeah, we will be talking well, I, though. I, I don't know. I, I was I was very excited and very high on Liverpool uh, relatively recently and trust in Klopp. But Klopp has a very interesting thread that he's gonna or needle that he's gonna need to thread these days because that clear out uh, that is happening in that midfield is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's back to being thin again, and and Liverpool's back to needing two, three, maybe four more signings uh, before I think but, they're top three again. But Man United um, but, people, hey, tell us down yeah. below your thoughts about Man United. Do you think Hasmus Viterholen deal is going to happen? Don't forget to like this video if you're listening until now, and go bold, as I said in the comments section. The Saudi Pro League, you said, Bratton. Fabinho. Fabinho is the next one. <laughs> and it's Mike, mad to Mike. me that we have Sadio yeah. Mane, and Riyad Mahrez, that are one, they're two of the best players in the last decade in the Premier League. Both, yeah. both assigned for the Saudi Pro League in the space of yeah. one week. This is mad, yeah. mad, Breton. I, how am I said with Christian Ronaldo, Fofana, with the Lishka, with Alex Tels? It's, it's, it, it, hey, listen, you, you've got my attention. You've got my attention. I mean, the, the, okay, none of these guys, I, I, I a lot of these guys, they've positioned themselves properly to pay big money for them after some of their worst years. Fabinho just had one of his worst years. I still think he doesn't get enough credit for what he did amidst Liverpool's run-up, okay? Mm-hmm. Fabinho, uh, I think if he stuck around, would have had a monster year for Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, but he is not sticking around. But yeah, a lot of these guys are early 30s or late 20s. Um peak or or off peak whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and they're building wonderful foundations for four or five teams it seems like stevie gerard's aliti fuck or L- <laughs> D- i feel like i just said a bad word no aliti fuck okay anti fuck anti fuck um steven gerard is boss now you got jordan henderson in there and you've got uh musa dembele up top and jack henry uh if you remember him from the scottish premier league and i believe he went the center back what Listen, there's still every one of these teams. I understand when I say send Maximin and Riyad Mahrez on the same squad. Yeah, you need a defense too. I completely get that. But for the sake of being entertained and getting eyeballs, which is what the Saudi Pro League wants, right? Mm-hmm. For the sake of getting entertained, this is what they're doing. They're building the foundations and this is not stopping. We need to remember $20 billion mm-hmm. has been allocated for the next decade of player purchases. That's th- just for player purchases. I, I, completing what you're saying there, the sports minister allocated 20 yeah. billion euros until 2030 yeah. to be spent in the Saudi Pro League. So this is why yes. we're seeing mad deals happening you're right. nonstop. Yeah. And it's going to and it's yeah. gonna continue. We've seen Lewandowski speculation oh, yeah. that's going to happen too. But just yeah. wanted to say, Ali Lal, from my point of view, is yeah. the one, the team that's signing more players that have immediate impact. Kubanev, Sergei yeah. Milinkovic Savic, Malcolm, Malcolm. Yeah. I was shocked with yeah. that. And they're rumoredly going to get Mitrovic too, that I believe he's going to be contender for one of the top goal scorers in the Saudi Pro League. Next season, the top goal scorer of the Saudi Pro League contention will be Christian Ronald, will be Sadio Mane, will be Mahrez, will be Bezema, will be Mitrovic, Moussa Dembele even in all this. You have a lot of names yeah. that can get that. That can get that title of top goal scorer. It's I, I think it's yeah, I said Benzema. I said Afirmino. No, I know, I know, but uh, but I'm just saying. I'm just gonna say it right now. Kareem Benzema will win the Golden Boot for the Saudi Pro League this coming season. Come on, Christian. What a lot, Christian. 
he is the Ballon d'Or winner, Benzema. He is the Ballon d'Or winner. So, so but... Ronaldo, Ronaldo knows this turf. Ronaldo knows this turf. You should, you should be, uh, should go. But yeah, Benzema actually had his first goal and an assist in a pretty dramatic yeah, fashion. Really good. And they game. won their first game. I don't know the competition well, uh, but listen, I, I, all of this is great. Okay, all of this is great. I mean, over in Qatar, over in uh, Qatar, they're actually they signed Gonzalo Plata, who's 21, Ooh. 22 years old. For Ibrahima Bamba they too. Signed, yeah, Ibrahima Bamba is humongous. So, from an FC Wonder Kid perspective, obviously both. My my mind automatically goes over there because I like seeing these young guys that want to go test these waters, mm -hmm. and maybe there's a desire for, um, you know, more not classically, but more uh, uh, fundamentally trained individuals uh, to come over there and and you know give off their knowledge yep. um, just by setting by example. But uh -huh. then you go over to the entertainment side of things, and obviously uh, the Saudi league has it in spades right now. But the biggest signing that I saw happened in just this last week which had Sadio Mane it had all sorts of Mahrez. wonderful names that are going over there and Mares it's actually the the head coach of Al Ali yes. is going to be Matias Jessel 35 year old kind of you would kind of call him a wonder kid manager of Red Bull Salzburg yes. uh, I believe he took over after Jesse Marsh and listen I, I, that one shocked me that one absolutely shocked me. I need to have an interview with him in some way, shape, or form because I got questions, man. Is it the money as a 35-year-old and you know you can go elsewhere? But this guy was on the come up. Like, he was ready to go to take over like, likely Leipzig, maybe, or I don't know what Still his next gig would have been. But he had it. He was going to be in the Bundesliga the next season or the next two seasons. I get Easily. you. I think he still will um, be. I so, think he still will be. Okay. Because we see Al Nasser, Rudy Garcia leaves. He goes to yeah. Napoli. Serie A winner. I think he will still Man. go to a top team, <laughs> this this manager. Uh, 35 years old. And Red Bull Salzburg yeah. is a, in, in the Austrian League. I respect a lot the Austrian League. I respect a lot Red Bull Salzburg that has players <laughs> like Pavlovich. But... It's less but, viewed than the Saudi Pro League. And the Saudi Pro well, League for the next two years, next three years maybe, it's going to be really well viewed, at least compared to the previous years. So you got a top so, manager at Al Ali. You got a top manager yeah. at Al Nasser, Luis Castro. Ali Lal, George Zouj. <laughs> like, you're getting top managers everywhere. Nun Spirit Santa at too. So it's but, not but only the Portuguese. There's a, difference. <laughs> there's a difference, though. There will be more eyeballs of scouts watching the Austrian Bundesliga, right? There will be, you know, and watching you know, net prospective employers will likely be watching the Austrian. But look Bundesliga at the third division of the Saudi, Pro League, the Saudi Pro League. The third division yeah. is offering, I think, four thousand a week, and even to certain players, like ridiculous wages to like talk teams yeah, in ready. the third and the second divisions. <laughs> I, I, I know I can't get to that level, but I know people literally, <laughs> Sturil, Boavista, players that could go, they would accept going, and it's an alternative, but. Just wanted you, to say. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think the younger signings are coming? Like yeah, the, they the are. like the Qatari signings. That the are third happening? division like, uh, right now in the Saudi Pro League yeah. in a year's time will have a ton of Brazilians. Yeah. We'll have a ton of Portuguese. We'll have a ton of Spanish players that want to oh. seek the dream. That want to seek the dream. I really can see that happening. Uh, and but then they'll say, start then they'll start naturalizing them, and we'll and, have a bunch of Brazilians on the Saudi in the Saudi eleven. Won't and we? more managers too, more managers, more people involved with the sports of football too. Uh, I think that yeah. there will be more IQ in terms of football. Like people will be elevating the development of academy football there by having these better players uh, because they then need a, a job. But let's see. 
Let's see. But the you're Saudi an optimistic man. I, you're but, an optimistic man. <laughs> Look, they have. They even have the line. Then it's not football. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. Like with the eleven, I wanted to mention yeah. Saudi Pro League eleven right now. You got Mendy in goal. You got Alex Telch. Yep. You got Kolibali. Yep. You got Denayer. <laughs> you got Conan. And then in midfield, you had so many options. Rubanev, Milinkovic Savic, Kante, uh, you got Fofana, League One, League One yep. player of the season, and then forwards. It's just pick yeah. yourself, Christian, Benzema, Sadio Mane, Firmino, Moussa Dembele, Mitrovic is coming, Malcolm is there, Mahrez, uh, Ellen uh, Saint-Maxime. So much <laughs> talent in yeah. the Saudi Pro League yeah. in this first season of, of transfers. And Fabinho, rumoredly, is going to Al Etihad. Fabinho, Benzema, <laughs> Kante, Jota. That's what's been yep. in sample until now. But people, tell yeah, us sir? your thoughts in the comment section about the Saudi Pro League. Who else? is going to the Saudi Pro League. And what team do you support? Are you Al-Hilal, Al-Nasser, Al-Etifak? Maybe you like Stevie Chiel? I don't know. Tell us in the comment section your thoughts. And if you're listening until now, don't forget to like this video. The Saudi Pro that League is signing big players, but they're not the only ones, Bretton, right? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Major League Soccer. Major League well, Soccer. We can talk about that. Right? But the Turkish oh, Pro oh, League... Like, the Turkish Pro oh. League is making a huge yes. statement. And Arda Guler did leave. Arda Guler yep. did leave, but you got Fenerbahce yep. with a better player right now. That is? Uh, listen, yeah. Fenerbahce right Tadic. now. Uh, Usain <laughs> Tadic signing for Fenerbahce is just absolutely insane. Eden Sheko, fresh off of, you know, playing at a Champions League final. Uh, they lost Ener Valencia last year, too. Uh Jekko and I think Tadic will do pretty fine filling in the gaps there, especially in the Super League. Mm -hmm. But I am most impressed. I am most impressed that at 24 years old, Fenerbahce, uh, fresh off at eight, I think it was an eight-point loss to Galatasaray at the top last year. They bring in Sebastian Szymanski, fresh off of him, helping Feyenoord win the Eredivisie title. So I am uh, extremely excited after also ramping up and strengthening what was their Achilles heel last year, and that was their defense. Their defense was not as good as Galatasaray's. Um, it was a 10-goal difference or something, but they brought in uh, Rodri Rodrigo Bacau mm -hmm. from Udinese, right? Yep. Solid Serie A-level uh, center back, should do really well, and Alexander Jiku, uh from Strasbourg, who who was kind of underrated um, in league on this year. But listen, Fenerbahce might have done well uh, to kind of put the band-aid on Arta Guler's exit, on Ener Valencia's exit. But I got to bring up what Galatasaray has done because they were pretty horrendous early on, right? And what do you then think is going to happen? Do you think Galatasaray yeah. can surprise the world, Breton? I think Galatasaray, yes, I think they can. They, they're bringing in Icardi. Uh, they're bringing in Icardi not just on a loan. They're bringing him permanently. Done. Brought in Wilfred Zaha after almost two decades at Crystal Palace. They're bringing in Ooh. Angelino. They brought in Cedric Bakambu. They have Sergio Oliveira already. Dries Mertens. They have Karim Atterkaglu, who I think is one of the more promising uh, Turkish uh, prospects of the future. I think he's a little older than a prospect. But listen, I do say, I think, out of the, these two teams, I believe it's Galatasaray that can make a... Uh, good run in the champions like this season what that run is i'm gonna leave it up for you to decide but i think hey round of 16 quarterfinals that, that'd be pretty nice for these Look, guys Gala definitely out of the group stage Gala definitely out of the group stage i think are touching uh -huh. a base that i asked with the top team outside the top five 
Benfica yep. are a top team outside of top five. Will we see Galatasaray? Yep. Definitely in terms of history, they are. And in terms of, yep. they're, they're definitely a historic club. But for to sure. be at that Forgotten. level, boo, Levakovic. Yeah, did Levakovic go to Fenerbahce? Did that deal manage to happen? Oh my days, yeah. just get this man off Dinam Zagreb. But Galatasaray, you touched it. They signed Icardi. It's no more alone for Icardi no. at Galatasaray. And I was shook too. Oh. Getting Mertens, getting Lucas Torreira. I was like, what? Getting then yeah. Zaniolo from Zaniolo is the like, one I forgot what? before. Yes. Zaniolo, it's, it's... like, was a that's wonder boy at Roma. But I think Mourinho that's... wasn't was wasn't liking a lot. Zaniolo, but the, so naturally like, so, because of the ACLs too, goes to Galatasaray. Right, and and I just don't I don't want to discount this this left side uh, of Angelino and Wilfred Zaha, right? I mean that that is that's pretty intriguing stuff, is it not? Uh, you've got a, a Turkoglu, and now you've got a Cardi up front with Bakambu behind him potentially, and then you've got Zaniolo mm -hmm. uh, pulling the strings. I, I mean th this is this is okay. We're not talking Manchester. City, we're not talking, I almost said United, but United's on the come up. We'll see what happens. Um, we're not talking Real Madrid, Barca. No, we're not. But hey, credit where credit's due. This is one of the first times in a while that I have looked at incomings in the Turkish Super League and been like, uh, okay, I, I see I see what you're doing there. I, see, I, I like this. I'm intrigued. Um, and I, I, I think it's time to, to pick a side uh, and whether or not it's going to be Galatasaray or Fenerbahce winning the thing this year. Mm -hmm. I know Besik Bes I can't say it, Besiktas fans. Besiktas, Besiktas. Uh, they're they're going to they're gonna have something to say. Maybe Trabs and Spore can come back strong. But listen, Galatasaray are doing the right things uh, to make a run in the Champions League. So they're my favorite to go as far as possible in the Champions League when it comes to Turkish Super Leagues. That's a bold statement. <laughs> so the, the Turkish League... Galatasaray, you feel their favorites to win it again? I do. Ah, yes. Fenerbahce fans will not be happy. <laughs> no, and nor should jo they be. And They've George done all they left. can. George Zeus has left yeah. too, the, to Ali Lal. But let's wait and see. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts about Galatasaray down below. We want to see your thoughts about the Turkish Super League. <laughs> but... We have we we mention a ton about Pia. We talk about it. We talk a lot about the top leagues, Serie A. Yep. Serie A. We talk a Bundesliga. We talk the Prem, but we talk La Liga. But we need to talk about the outside the top five leagues. So this video is outside the top five leagues. Eleven of favorite players under twenty three that we want to mention. Players that are aren't mm -hmm. in the Prem, aren't in the Bundesliga, aren't in La Liga, aren't in Serie A, and aren't in League A. All these five, but and we know Netherlands are now the fifth ranked, okay, in the UEFA coefficient. We know that, but we want to talk about those talents there. <laughs> so this is why we got counting Liga in the top five, okay? Don't kill us. Don't kill us with that. Uh, so, you know, Breton. <laughs> all, all of the, a lot of the Feyenoord stars have moved on anyway. So, uh, no, I... Uh, well, I mean, my goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. And they are going to wind up in here. Mm -hmm. Just the same, right? So, uh, who's your goalkeeper, Alex? My goalkeeper is Diogo Costa. I think, hands down, Diogo Costa, if he stays at Porto, that is a huge yeah. statement by the club. Diogo Costa is a top yeah. 10, most definitely, goalkeeper in the world right now. He's starting for Porto, and literally last season, he saved a penalty, and he had an assist in the same game. That happened, people. Yeah. So, Diogo Costa yeah. is my goalkeeper. <laughs>
Yeah, and I'm going to go because I had a feeling you were going to say Diogo Costa. I'm going to go. I got to watch Anatoly Trubin, um, yes. Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, obviously, it's a little tough with the Ukrainian Premier League and what's going on there, but I have a feeling by the end of this window, potentially, He's he'll likely be moving on. Exactly. So I might be mentioning somebody that joins, you know, a top league. It could be Syria, it could be wherever. So, mm -hmm. but Anatoly Trubin, just like Diogo Costa, um, just like uh, Martin Vandevort, right? I mean, mm -hmm. these guys we've been talking about for a while, yep. and they're still U23. So Trubin is a hell of a shot stopper. We don't see him enough. We only see him in the Champions, Champions League, League, and they didn't have a great Champions League. So uh, I really do think that once you see him move, and he'll have to win that over, um, win that spot over, but I think Trubin will finally get his just desserts. Um, and it's no, no less deserved. But the craziness... Uh, in this goalkeeper, U23, uh, out of the top leagues, goalkeeper, um, you know, expected stars this particular season. We now got to count Ilan Meslier mm -hmm. with Leeds United in the championship. We got to count Gavin Bazunu on this wonder kid <laughs> star-laden team That's in true. the championship. And we also, uh, I have to throw in, I already mentioned his name. I mean, Van de Voort's been at Genk. He's got one last season before he makes the move to... I believe it's Leipzig. He's already got that pre-contract yep. with Leipzig. Mm -hmm. So it's the last year we'll see him with Genk, who I believe might be the favorites we'll see in the in the Belgian Pro League. <laughs> but uh, you, you just don't see many new 23s get the type of opportunities that these guys get in the top four leagues. And we so would have mentioned Bart Verbruggen and James Trafford if we're talking about the leagues right. too. So the top five leagues sure. too. So the amount... Of under 23 goalkeeping talents, they're coming, people. They're coming. I'm excited to see that. And Trubin is a great, yep. a great, a great name. And Lunin, too. Lunin is the yep. second goalkeeper at Real Madrid. I don't think he'll be very longer. But let's wait and see on that. But outside Lunin. the top five leagues, my favorite defense has Diokost in goal. I have Jurasek okay. at left back. I'm okay. loving what I'm seeing at Benfica. I have Antonio Silva and Debast. My center back partnership, yeah. special, special players. That's why they were in the World Cup. And at well, the right back spot, I have Divine Wrench. That at Ajax, he's one of the most positive things that they have for next season. So pay attention to Divine Wrench. <laughs> so that, good, that, on you. Good, good on you. Good on you putting, uh, yeah, an Ajax player. Um, they're they're in for a tough season right now. I don't know <laughs> if you saw what was said. Uh, it was Steven Bergois that uh, said, you know, this particular squad has not been improved. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about the season face. Man, I'm paraphrasing. That's In true. fact, I'm probably butchering his quote. But there's a lot of worry about what Ajax is going to do this season, and it's time for the young kids to step up. But my defense uh, out of the top five leagues, four leagues, top five leagues, whatever you want to put it, um, my defense, I have to put uh, Maxim de Kuyper. Um, he just moved to Club Bruges. Uh, I had a great U21 Euros. Oh. Uh, you know, he is, he is going to be... Uh, very good making the step up from Westerlo to uh, Club Bruges there. Uh, I'm going to join you with the same exact center back pairing. It's weird <laughs> not to put his Marne Diamande, uh, but I am going to put Zeno de Bast from Anderlecht and I'm going to put Antonio Silva until he makes the move. But there are so many. I got to mention like two more center backs in a second, but my right back is going to be a surprise. No, and sure. maybe even he might bid up or get bid up into the Premier League. But Tino Livermento is back. And the championship, I think, is the best no, way forward he's going to Newcastle. for him. He's going to Newcastle. <laughs> I I hope they I hope make the move and they loan him back. No. Make him make the move and loan him back. Dude, 
he's not ready for the full Premier League season. Get him get him a promising amount of numbers where he remains healthy and keep him at Southampton for a promotion push. It will do him so much more good than him sitting at Newcastle. I Just got to say. I get you, but I think still getting a Champions League experience at Newcastle, learning from Trippier, I think Livermento would be doing good to go to Newcastle. That is an opportunity yeah, I mean, that if it's, if it's a successful project that he won't have many times, being honest. But, 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 but Chelsea, as there is a project, the expectation is not for Newcastle to make this a one-hit wonder. Newcastle, but, he should also have that opportunity next season after he gets his minutes. But, but with the right-back spot, minutes. I wanted to say Victor Gomes to very talented right-back at Braga <laughs> and centre-backs. Like, Antonio Silva and Debast, in my opinion, are the best under-23 outside. But you have Diomande, Gonzalo Inácio, both at Sporting. Great player. Yep. Gertroide. Yep. You, got, you got so much talent at the centre-back slot. And you will, be you will be seeing the names I just said now. Because they are yep. very, very talented. But let's yeah. see. Let's see at the midfield. I'm dying to see. Because midfield, we always have at least one <laughs> that's the same. Yep. <laughs> at least one. So what's your favorite <laughs> midfield outside the top five leagues, Bretton? I mean, I have a feeling you're going to have João Neves, which is why I'm not going to put João Neves in my midfield. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to put in my midfield is Arthur Vermeeren from Royal Antwerp. Big mm -hmm. reason why they won the title last season. Uh, I'm going to, you know, until somebody tickles my fancy a whole lot more, I have to put Mats Viefer uh, from Feyenoord. Once again, the reason why Feyenoord won the championship or a big reason why they won. And then, you know, he just changed shirts and he's in Lisbon now. Um, but I have to put Orkin Kuksu because, duh, it's Orkin Kuksu. But we got to talk about the depth in this midfield, but I'll do it after you tell me how, how good. Do we go three for three in the midfield? Four three for three? Th four three three. I have in my midfield a favorite. <laughs> uh, under 23, Wonder Kids, outside the top five leagues. I do have Joan Epps, as you predicted. Joan oh, yeah. intensity. He's 18. Watch out for him at Befica for next season. Orkun yeah. Koksu, his partner in crime. Mm -hmm. I think Orkun Koksu is one of the best midfielders outside the top five leagues. And I have yep. next to him Mohamed Kudush. That Kudush uh, no, deserves no, no. a big move 100 percent in yep. my point of view he's gotta leave ix and i think it should, well, it's gonna be this window but if not it, watch out for him outside the it, top five leagues and a great shot 100 yeah it 100 will happen because apparently he is um he's either got a small injury or there's some sort of a contract holdout at the mm. moment uh, he hasn't i don't think he's trained with ix for the last four days five days uh, so it remains really to be seen. But yes, 100% he deserves that a, a big move. And I just have to say something. Massive shout out to the Right to Dream initiative uh, and FC Norgelin because Mohamed Kudus, man, Kamaldin Sulamana, Adamo Nagalo. Uh, we're going to talk about Ernest Nuoma, uh, who plays still for FC Norgelin, is going to make a massive move this season. This, I, I have never seen such a small club in the Danish Superliga, uh, with such a big initiative reaching into the Ivory Coast, reaching into the, to Ghana, creates so many monster talents. And I know I'm missing one big one, Mohamed Diamande. I mean, there's so many Kabaldin great talents. Uh, yeah, Kabaldin Suleiman, who likely will move on from Southampton, but if not, he's going to terrorize the championship, man. Uh, I just have to shout that out because Mohamed Kudis is so fun to watch and you, you go down this list of these players that have been developed by FC Norgerland and the Right to Dream initiative. It, it is it is so pleasing 
um, to see something like that. And I do have to say, as a small aside, San Diego and the Major League Soccer is going to start in 2025. Mm. And Right to Dream Dream is part of that initiative as well, as part of that launch off. So I hope that they can replicate that in the States because I'm here for it every day of the week. But uh, it's so cool. That's an interesting show. Most definitely. The Right to Dream. And Nordsaland, they had Andrea Scheldrup that... I like him a lot, and he's at Mefica, yeah. and he could be in this lineup. <laughs> so, Ooh, my like under-23 best team outside of the top five leagues, I have in gold, Yo Costa. I have Jurasek. I have Antonio Silva. I have Debast. I have Victor Gomez. Uh, or, I have another one, Divine Wrench. Divine Wrench. And then my three in midfield, Kudus. I have Koksu and Dronevsh, hype for this season. That's- and then I go with three strikers forward. I go bold with the Brazilian duo of Hendrik Vitor Roque and Gosal Ramsch inside the box finishing. But trust the process with these three. Because yeah. Vitor Roque <laughs> and Hendrik are already confirmed to be in future El Clasicos. So if you yeah. don't know these names, you might as well remember them now. Vitor Roque yeah. and Hendrik, o futuro do Brasil. Remember, okay? Trust me on this. Hey, come on. And, and, and Barca, trust me. <laughs> and if you don't know those names by now, get out from under the rock you are living under. Um, I just got to say that. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to stay a little more continental Europe um, for mine. And uh, my goalkeeper is Anatoly Trubin. My defense is De Kuiper, Zeno de Bast, Antonio Silva. And at right back is Tino Livramento. Uh, my midfield is Arthur Vermeeren at Royal Antwerp, Mats Weifer from Feyenoord, and Orkin Koksu from Benfica, as I said before, duh. Uh, and my forwards, uh, my forward line, I gotta go right now until he's getting picked up. I gotta go with little Willie Nanto at Leeds United. If he stays, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm really hoping he goes, you know, 15 and 15 this year. We'll see. My striker, I, I know why you pick Gonzalo Ramos. I got to pick Gift Orban for Ghent um, if he's not picked up before. But in just a small period of time, he has changed the the expectations for KIA Ghent in the Pro League. And then my right wing is maybe an underknown one. I think his next move is the Bundesliga. It's Gustav Isaacson, FC Michelin. And if you haven't looked him up, do so because he has been on a tear, on an absolute hair um relatively recently and i feel like we're forgetting so many but i mentioned ernest oh. nuama from fc norgeland 19 Santiago years Jimenez old scored a hat trick at Santiago i think yeah. he can become think, the, the most expensive mexican yeah. player ever i think that's a fair take <laughs> uh, i think that is a fair take that is a fair take i think he probably deserves to be so um just based on his age and the promise around him and the position another guy i'm gonna yeah johan bakayoko we think is gonna be big for psv mm-hmm. uh Rooney Bargy, if you don't know the 17-year-old for FC Copenhagen and you just watched uh, Haken Haraldsson move for $19 million to Lille, uh, Rooney Bargy is 17 years old. He will be the next one most likely to leave uh, if Isaac Bergman Johansson doesn't move first. Um, but there are uh, numerous others like midfield, Bilal Al-Kanous, if you don't know him from Genk. You Morocco, probably remember yeah. him from Morocco with the World mm-hmm. Cup. Wonderful, wonderful player. Um, and then I got to bring up the guy that uh, hooked up with Mikhailo Mudrik in the recent uh, U21 Euros, and that was who? That was Sudikov, Henry Sudikov, who had a wonderful chemistry um, with Mudrik and I think could do uh, 
but I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know where player. he would wind and up. Under 21 he, Euros, he was one of the f- yeah. my favorite players watching for Ukraine with Trubin too. Yeah. I think they were very, yeah. very good. But great mentions. Yeah. But tell us your mentions, yeah. okay, people? What is your favorite 11 outside of the top five leagues? We want to see bold suggestions. And don't forget it's to true. like this video, people. And we wanted to end episode uh, 116 in style so we wanted a bit of major leagues a bit of major league so- soccer love is happening right now and we'll be naming yeah. ranking our top five players in the mls i think our number one oh, no. <laughs> is duh yeah, who doesn't know is stupid but the fifth yeah. and the fourth i think we could have different answers and i am dying yeah. dying to see yours so do you want to let's start from the no. fifth <laughs> And explain I, I why. Need, I need, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, I kind of need, I want to hear your five, like, all in a row. I'm going to say, my see. five, my okay. five okay. of best players in the MLS, I'll put Ricky Puig. Yeah. Ricky Puig, he was at Barca, he wow. knows the level. Ricky Puig is one of the best midfielders in the MLS. He's happy yeah. in his role at LA Galaxy, and I think yeah. he is my fifth best player in the MLS. Okay. What's, what's your thoughts? <laughs> Who's your fifth? <laughs> I mean, he's he's outside my fifth. He is definitely Ooh. outside my fifth. Uh, but he is one hell of a player. He is the only, possibly the only good thing. Him and Jalen Neal are the only two good things about the LA Galaxy this season, 100%. Uh, but I am not going to put him five. I'm going to put the little man who is annoying to play against. His name is Mucho Acosta, and he mm. plays for FC Cincinnati. Uh, he plays under our union's old assistant coach, Pat Noonan, and he has been nothing but a thorn in Major League Defense's sides, so I am going to have to put Lucho Acosta, and he has built this wonderful chemistry um, with uh, Alvaro Barriol and uh, Brandon Vasquez, who has turned into one of the best strikers in the league um, over the last two seasons. So I got to say Lucho Acosta um, and go from there. Mm, so your number five is Lucho Acosta. My number five is yep. Ricky Puig. My number four mm-hmm. is Mukhtar. I think Mukhtar okay. is my fourth best player in the MLS. The goal involvements of this man, I am shook. I am shook. How did he become so good in the MLS? Honestly. So I really rate this guy in the MLS. So I'm going to say Mukhtar. (laughs) What is your thoughts? Listen, I'm scared, man. I'm scared, honestly, because you know much more than me about the MLS. (laughs) I feel like you're doing him a little bit of this service. I mean, he is Nashville. um, But I, Uh? I will, if we go into... If we go into pedigree, if we go into pedigree, Mukhtar was honestly not much. He was a former Benfica player. Do you know that? I know, you know that, that. I know right? that. I know. He was okay. a wonder kid at Benfica. Was, yeah, yeah. And it didn't work out. Uh, he actually didn't, he didn't really make a name until he went to Bronby. And even then, he made a name in a very small circle. Uh, but Nashville Nashville has kept him there. And he, he's, a, he's the MLS MVP for a reason. So I feel like we're doing him a little bit of a disservice uh, but maybe player for player, uh, it makes <laughs> hey, sense. Yeah, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna crap on your number four for Honey Mukhtar. I have him higher. My number four is actually uh, Carlos Heel, who is uh, uh, Columbus ooh, Crew. Ooh, gosh, where was he? Uh, no, he no, is New Carlos England, Heel New is, England Revolution. Hey, sorry, you sorry. got it, you got it. And he has, he has basically transformed that team uh, back into a contender under Bruce Arena. Um, hell, he's even playing with his brother Nacho Gil. Um, but he is, he's just so good. I mean, so good. And against major league soccer defenses, obviously he's, he's better than good. Um, so Carlos Hill is so fun to watch. 
um, that if you're looking if you're looking for a team uh, to watch, uh, I I mean I'm going to throw out Philadelphia Union, but New England Revolution uh, they they've got some very good players. Philadelphia Union is a reason why. going to win the MLS. Yeah. You guys can't stop winning. <laughs> As a team, we're, we're you're not, united. We're still up. We're not spending LAFC or Inter Miami money, that's for sure. But uh, we, are, we are pound for pound uh, the best point per value or point per dollar spent in the league. And I think we're damn fun to watch. So, yes, the Philadelphia Union is a great team to watch. And if you want somebody to root for that builds from the ground up, that's the Philadelphia Union. Oh, but who's your number three? I'm gonna. I think we should say that's all five now, because this Mukhtar talk got me like, yeah. oh my yeah. days! Yeah. I am. I am dying to know your top five now. <laughs> but people, before yeah, well, we say our top fives, put your top five in the comment section and like this yeah. video for more videos just like this. So my top yeah. five best players in yeah. the MLS. I'll put number five, Ricky Puig. Shout out to Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> number four, Mukhtar. <laughs> A legend in the mm -hmm. MLS. Number three, mm -hmm. Tiago Almada, World Cup winner, literally, and one of the best winner like, kids outside of the top five leagues. And in the MLS, I think he's number one. And the number two, yep. I think, is Busquets. No one plays at the level of Busquets. And number one is Lionel Messi, which no one yep. knows, definitely has ever played in the MLS with the level of yeah. Lionel Messi. He literally yeah. could win. Do you think it will happen, Bretton? Do you think Lionel Messi could was going to win the Ballon d'Or in the MLS? Oh, uh, I mean, I still think Erling Holland should win the Ballon d'Or. I, 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 that doesn't change just because he's on my shores and I get to watch him every mm -hmm. day. You know, like, uh, I think, I think Erling Holland and his breaking up records and all that's this insanity um, around see. it. Erling, Erling Holland just delivered the Champions League to Manchester City for the first I'm time. I'm with you, uh, but something... Messi yeah, is so... favorite right now yeah. in the bookies, as yeah. it seems. So he, win the he, eighth he Ballon d'Or. It's so, not even close. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. The odds one overwhelmingly point messy, but yes, Ridiculous. it would be. And this is almost cheating, but it would be the first major league soccer player <laughs> uh, to ever win a Ballon d'Or. Uh, it would be Lionel Messi. But yes, of course, um, I've got him high on my list. Uh, but let's start at high. five. Five is five is Lucho Acosta from FC Cincinnati. Four is Carlos Hill. You're gonna love what I'm gonna do here. Oh my gosh! Uh, because I I've had this planned. Three, for me, is Tiago Almada. Two is Hani Mukhtar. And one, one oh is the combo of Lionel Messi and Sir, uh, Sergio Busquets. What? Okay? No, you can't do because that, man. Just... You can't do that, man. You can't do that. I, I, I like, damn what? well can because we don't. Listen, we don't do enough. We don't do a lot of major league soccer content, and I'm gonna fit more major league soccer players in here that have been there longer than Messi and Busquets. And do what I want. I it's could half literally my podcast. Put right? Alba. I could literally put Jordi Alba now in the number three, uh, but I didn't do so no. because he didn't play one game in the MLS. Yeah. He would be the third oh, best no. player in the MLS next to Tiago Almada if he goes to the Let MLS. Let me have this moment. Let me have this moment. Okay. Oh my God. Come on. I know. I, I know. I cheated, but I got. I got to name and talk about one more MLS player beyond Busquets and Messi who are going to be talking ba about for. A very long time to come, which I'm really excited about. But at the same time, these guys have been studs previous to Messi and Busquets. So you got to know the names as you go in the league because it's very likely that if Inter Miami make a run in the League's Cup or they make a run in the MLS playoffs, it's very likely that it's going to be one of these guys being the reason for their exit when they don't win MLS Cup this season. Oof. Okay? So uh, you, got me, I, I had, you got me nervous. Yeah. 
Oh, oh my gosh, Bretson. <laughs> but people, do you agree with this Bretson ranking? Tell me. And please like, like, I like this video, video for more rankings of other leagues. <laughs> Comment your suggestions. If you're listening yeah. to episode 116 until now, please just smash that like button. Let's have more than 200. We're having more than 200 <laughs> likes in other videos. So why not in the podcast, especially if you're listening until this moment? And if you oh, yeah. are... Thank you so much for going bold another week. And we have a special surprise for next week and a big, big announcement. Try to guess the announcement in the comment section because we're going to go bold in the month of August, FC Wonder Kid. So again, thank you for going bold in another podcast, people.